Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Neil, how are you? You're wearing a hat today. Wearing a hat today. You're wearing a toque, even though it's warmer today. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm very confused by the weather here in Toronto. I'm also Josh. very confused You know, it, by the it could be very warm right now, mm-hmm. but hell, we could get down to minus 20 in two hours Literally. from now. I we're mean, supposed to get the storm of the year. Today. You know, as WWF, WWE super, superstar Edge once coined this city. I don't know where you're going with Bizarro this, but I'm land. excited. Bizarro land. It's bizarro land. Hey, I'm here for that. Yeah. Thanks, Mother Nature. Uh, we got a good show for you today. We're going to talk a lot of, like, a lot of weird things happened this week a lot of we had we had a retirement that we had a fake retirement that we had a real retirement it was like it's a whole thing uh we're gonna talk all those news and then we're gonna talk uh obviously the championship nfc afc championship weekend that happened and then predictions for the super bowl uh let's get into some notes uh the obvious big thing that happened this week we had a retirement um tom brady retired we posted it all over TSN posted it, Sportsnet posted it, everything, everyone posted it. <coughs> Brady retires, biggest news of the year. And then uh, it came out that he actually didn't retire. His dad was like, wait a minute, I haven't heard anything, so how have you heard something? And then he basically called everyone out for uh, jumping the gun on the retirement. And uh, we weren't sure again. I think, you know, Tom Brady himself said he's like i'm going to retire only when i suck at football you know and and when i can't play to to the elite level that i can play at the man is 44 years old josh he's 44 and he led the league in passing yards this year and he led the league in touchdowns this year Mm -hmm. and he almost mounted as big a comeback in the playoffs as he once did, being down 27-3 to to tie the game and unfortunately lose to the Rams on a last-minute Cooper Cup ridiculous reception. But that said, Tom Brady is not retiring because he sucks. No. He's retiring because he may never suck. He He may continue at this elite level. The guy has been the greatest of all time in different generations. Mm -hmm. You know, he could have been coined the greatest of all time at 36 years old. Eight years later, add on four more Super Bowls, countless, you know, crazy endings to games. Who knows how many touchdowns that's been? It it, like he has, he like, there's no one's going to be able to catch him. Seven Super Bowls, man. He's the greatest quarterback. He's the greatest football player to ever play the game. In any category, like what he's done to the league, what he's done for the league, he's the greatest football player to ever play. Like he, yeah, if you were to split his career up into two different parts and make that two different players, those are two Hall of Fame careers. He's played two Hall of Fame careers. He has, he really has. And he, yeah, like you said, he was not slowing down. He, I saw a thing where it's just like he, Brady said, I'm, I'm going to, play until i can't play anymore until i suck and then he just came out basically and was just like no this is taking too long well his wife giselle supermodel giselle bunch and she even said she that she was hoping 
that he would retire after last year's Super Bowl, after he won last year's Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Do you remember seeing him on the, you know, like in the middle of the lake or whatever it is that um, they were having this celebration, the, the parade, the parade the after parade? where they're in the boats because of COVID mm-hmm. and he tossed the Lombardi <laughs> trophy over yeah. to another boat. And mm-hmm. honestly, if that trophy had fallen into the water, we would never see it again. It would be gone forever. Lost in the depths. No, they would they would the find it. They would it's the Lombardi. But trophy. it would be horrible. Would, it would be horrible, yeah. No, the the and the you daughter know, of the maker of the Lombardi trophy demanded an apology from Brady. <clears throat> oh, did you oh, is that so? Yeah, yeah. I never heard that. Yeah. But you know, Tom Brady after twenty two years, he, the legacy he's he's put out, um, you know, there's some obviously some really, really, really high points to his career, mm-hmm. and then some asterisks. And with those asterisks, with the Patriots, do you think that tarnishes his legacy as the greatest of all time? I don't think it does. I think um, it, it will be talked about. Um, I don't think it tarnishes his legacy, to be quite frank. I, I think um, the Patriots' legacy. I think that will be tied with the Patriots legacy. I think Tom Brady got out of the Patriots. If he were were to retire a Patriot, I think we would be having a different conversation. But the fact that he went to another team, won a Super Bowl with another team, basically like in the two years that he was there in Tampa, created a legacy. In two years, he created a legacy in Tampa. Mm -hmm. And um, if he didn't do that, then he would be more heavily tied to the Patriots. Like you you saw his... his, uh, announcement right like you saw everything that was written in that what three page long post he never talked about the patriots once in there no so i mean like or robert Kraft, or bill belichick or bill belichick yeah it wasn't until the patriots and robert Kraft. uh, also the photo he used on twitter with his announcement was the photo after the game where he beat the patriots so a little i don't think that was done by accident Josh, I think that was done on purpose. Yeah, he, you know, he's it's saying almost, that he's it's almost like than... a girlfriend, an ex girlfriend of yours. You know, after a breakup, you know, crops you out of a photo and puts that on as her new profile photo. Do you have something you want to talk about? No, uh, we'll, we'll just talk about that. We'll just leave it at that. Fair enough. Fair enough. We haven't had an ex girlfriend reference on here for a while. No, we haven't. Not, not. No. I mean, we haven't talked about the Leafs in a while. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we haven't. That's why we haven't done that. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Tom Brady moment? Now that we're talking about uh, his legacy, I've hated. You know, being a Steelers fan, um, I've come to hate Tom Brady over the years mm-hmm. uh, because of just how great he has been with the Patriots and in the AFC, and um, j- just the fact that the Steelers had always had, you know, to look to face Tom Brady in those final AFC championship matches. Mm -hmm. It was always a tough, tough go. It was easy to hate Tom Brady. Um, But obviously, you know, watching him, you count, you learn to appreciate greatness, you know, and you learn to appreciate what Tom is and who, what he's capable and who he is. I think my, my most favorite Tom Brady moment was, Easily the the moment that he he beat the Patriots, going back where it all happened, you know, under Bill Belichick, 
everyone said that Tom Brady was only as good as Bill Belichick would let him be. Mm-hmm. And him going back, and it wasn't even that great a game. But I think, you know, one of the biggest highlights would was this past year when Tom went back into New England and won that game. And you could see how bitter Bill Belichick was after the game. Didn't even I mean, want to shake his hand. Belichick is bitter most of the time anyways, but more it so is. here. Yeah. But I think it was one of my favorite Brady moments, you know, just beating the Patriots because now he being on the team that he was on for so many years and me hating him for so many years, him now being on another team and going back to beat the team I hated so much yeah, yeah. made it one of my favorite Brady moments. As a Steelers fan. That, As that a Steelers fan. Big for you, yeah. Uh, my least favorite moment was the day he retired. Was the year he which, retired. Which day? The, the first one or the second I, one? Okay, you know, here we thought that Big Ben was going to have all of the compliments, all of the, the spotlight. He's going off into the sunset. He's retiring gracefully. And then Tom Brady's like, nah. This is my time. You ain't getting shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. And he just retires. And, like, okay, give Ben nothing, you know? Get all the, get all the headlines. Get all the spotlights. Now no one even cares that Big Ben just retired. I mean, like, Ben Roethlisberger retired a little too late, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, Tom Brady... So did Tom Brady. (laughs) Tom Brady played till he was 44, and he still had an MVP caliber season in it. Yeah. So he could play a few more years, obviously. Big Ben probably should have retired last year. I mean, we saw the plays that Big Ben was trying to make this year, and we saw the the fumbles, the sacks, we saw it all. Um, my favorite Brady moment has got to be his comeback um, against the Falcons in that Super Bowl. It has to be. Um, I mean, like, that's that's one of the greatest comebacks in any sport of all time. Um, well, that and um, losing to the Giants in two different Super Bowls, I think. that's Big time moments for you right there. Yeah. Uh, going into the Super Bowl as an undefeated team, um, winning however many games they won to get there, and then completely losing it to the Giants. That's by far my favorite memory of Tom Brady. That's how I'm going to remember Tom Brady. Did you see uh, there's an NB, I think it was NBC New York tweeted out, um, Tom Brady, who lost to the Giants in two different Super Bowls, has retired. Yeah. A lot of them, a lot of these broadcasted the Montreal Gazette, I think it was. They even went out and said, uh, "Congratulations on the final Montreal Expos draft pick." Because <laughs> apparently Tom Brady was drafted by the Expos, the final active player in the world um, on his retirement. So there you go, Tom Brady at forty-four, finally retiring. The pettiness all around. I know. Um, I don't really have like a least favorite moment from Tom Brady. They're all great moments. He hasn't really affected me as a Giants fan as much as he's affected you as a Steelers fan. Yeah, that's true. Every time I think of Tom Brady, I think of the guy who lost to the Giants in two different Super Bowls. The guy who can't win against Eli Manning. That's just the way I remember. Great moments. Great moments moments. for you. Great moments. All right. Should we move on? Yeah. To some um, sticking with the NFL, but uh, not as fun. Uh, Brian Flores is suing the NFL um, for racism in their hiring processes. Um, And I don't know if you read the text conversation. Did you read the text conversation? Yeah. It was, 
I don't know if awkward is is the right word for it, but it was because obviously Bill Belichick. It was the text conversation between Brian Flores and Bill Belichick. Um, it was the wrong person. Bill Belichick thought he was texting the a different Brian. Yeah, Bill. The the story behind it. If you're if you're not really sure what we're talking about, the story behind it is. Brian Flores had a job interview for a co- head coaching position with the New York Giants. Of the New York Giants. The New York Giants, before even bringing in Brian <laughs> Flores, had already decided that they were going to hire Brian, how do you say his last name? Dabble. Brian Dabble. The thought here and the issue happening right now is the fact that the New York Giants were going to bring in Brian Flores for a job interview based solely on the Rooney rule, which is you have to have equal opportunity for those of of color, those of minority status. And that is why, you know, Bill Belichick congratulating Brian Flores. The Giants would have gotten away with this. Mm-hmm. Had that text messaging not happened between uh, Bill Belichick and Brian Flores, Brian Flores had received a message from Bill Belichick that said, "Congratulations, I think you're their guy." That's what I'm hearing from Buffalo and New York. That's that's the messaging from Bill Belichick. Brian Flores just then said, "My interview's on Thursday," yeah. and then no reply from Bill Belichick. Brian Flores then replied, hey, wait, did you mean to to text Brian Flores or the other Brian who is in the running for the job? And then Bill Belichick said, oh, shit, sorry, I fucked up. I fucked this up, man. Yeah. Um, I, I read the text wrong or something like that. And, and then this is where we're at right now. Where we're at right now is, is the former Miami Dolphins head coach is now filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL and all 32 teams alleging racial discrimination Mm -hmm. in the hiring process across the league. Yeah. The NFL is racist and other news, the water is wet and grass is green. Um, Brian Flores is not a, like he's a really good coach. That's the thing too. Like they, and the giants just overlooked him much like uh, every other team in the NFL did. Like he, he had a good season with Miami. Here's, here's the thing, Josh, it's not the NFL. It's not, it's the owners of these teams. Well, that's what, that's what I'm referring to when I say the NFL, it's, It's, it's the owners. It's the owners that make the decision to hire the coach. You can have a GM, you can have presidents, but ultimately it's the owners. You get pressure Mm -hmm. from the owners. Brian Flores had back-to-back winning seasons in Miami, and he got fired for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you heard, but this is really, really big news happening right now, dropping about Dolphins owner Stephen Ross offering Brian Flores $100,000. I did see this. A game for each of his losses in 2019. Because he wanted him to tank so that they could get a better draft pick. So they can get Joe Burrow, yeah, number one draft pick that year. That's why they wanted to lose. And what did Brian Flores do? He said, fuck that. I'm going to continue winning because you brought me in here to win. Mm-hmm. And they ended up with a fifth draft pick and drafted uh, to a tag of, tag of Iloa. But if that proves to be true, 
then Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, should sell the team. He should be forced to sell the team. Absolutely. Because, I mean... Is it Brian Flores making these claims? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, interesting. I wasn't sure, because I did hear that, but I wasn't sure if it was him. No, no, no. It's Brian Flores that came out and said that. That's Stephen Ross. Okay, offered well, him $100,000. He didn't take it, obviously. He won games. Yeah. Which led them to, to drop in, in the draft rankings or um, what, whatever. But that's, that's tampering, is it not? Like, that's... I don't know what you can call that. I don't know if it's maybe tampering, but that's against rules. Like, that's that has to be, right? Some yeah, for, sort of for, violation. For betting, for... Yeah. Uh, if you're putting... If you're giving... Morals, for your, ethics. If you're giving your coach money to not win, to throw games, like that, that's some sort of violation. It has to be. And so I'm sure that's going to come to light um, in the in the coming weeks, I guess, when the investigation is uh, coming to fruition. So Flores was on Get Up ESPN this morning, uh, about an hour ago, actually, just over an hour ago. And he said, if I never coach again, but there's change, then it will have been worth it. And he also just said, Stephen Ross... He said Dolphins owner Stephen Ross and his offer of $100,000 to lose games during the 2019 season. He said those were his exact words. That's what Brian Flores said live on ESPN this morning. And Flores' response was, that's never going to happen. As in he'll never take the money. Good. In 2019. Good. See, yeah, I, I was hoping for Brian Flores, honestly, when they were making the coach... Coaching um, search in New York. Um, I was. He's hoping. gonna get paid, man. Brian Flores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's gonna win. He's this lawsuit is. It's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna bring changes, but I, I think he's gonna win. He's got a solid case. He's got fucking text from Bill Belichick. So yeah. Um, do you want to move on? Yeah, let's talk Team Canada. Team Canada, taking it to the U.S. Just undefeated. Team Canada. We're talking about Team Canada soccer. They are undefeated in their World Cup qualifying matches. And they just beat USA in Hamilton at Tim Hortons Field 2-0. And they are one step closer to making it to the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, There's a game tonight against El Salvador. But uh, it's looking pretty good. We're top of that table. It's looking good. What are your thoughts, Neil, on that? That was their biggest test. The biggest you know? test was the U.S.? Mm-hmm. They, they've now played them twice, and they beat them twice. That was their biggest test. Mexico, obviously, is another big test. But, you know, beating the U.S. on home, home soil without Alfonso Davies, mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're sitting pretty right now. We're It's a good feeling. You know, it's a time to be proud of this team right now. You know, the, the way that they've come together... To score eight minutes into the game, seven minutes into the game, Kyle Lahren looks unbelievable. He scores 23rd most in Canadian soccer history mm-hmm. for Kyle Lahren. Um, they're great. I mean, they're, they're, they're looking good. I, I, you know, I'm not going to say anything further, so I don't want to jinx them. But uh, I feel good about this team right now. How do you feel? I'll say, I'll say something. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about jinxing this team. Maybe before when they were starting to rack up wins, I was I was worried about jinxing. But now they're top of the table. They're they're sitting pretty. They're like I said, they play El Salvador tonight. Um, they need some other teams to lose tonight, and if they win, then they are 
officially qualified for the World Cup. The qualification is going to happen. They beat US 2-0 in Hamilton to a, a, a it was supposed to be a capacity crowd um, because of COVID. Um, I don't think it, it was it was much more than than they were supposed to have there. I mean, we all saw the game. We watched what was in the like how many people were in the crowd. It was it was much more than they were allowed. But um, that's neither here nor there. Um, they beat the U.S. Um, they've had a, a rivalry with the U.S. for a very long time now, and um, the U.S. is reeling. They've they've. You know, they've had trouble qualifying for the World Cups in the past and like most recently. And, you know, they're struggling. They're they're not the, the dominant Team U.S. of old. They're, I mean, I, it's not just Team U.S. struggling. It's also Team Canada thriving. Um, so I'm feeling good. And another thing, I don't know if you watched the Alfonso Davies uh, live streams or seeing clips from it. Like I miss that guy playing for Team Canada, but those live streams, man, like they're fun to watch. Him him hyping up his team, him hyping up Team Canada. Um like watching those goals and seeing him freak out every time Team Canada scores. It's just it's fun to watch. So like I I want him back as soon as possible, but I'm going to miss those live streams for sure. <laughs> He's Yeah, I mean like he, his live streams are hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, watching the um, the reaction to the first goal and then the second goal on his live stream was was you know it gave you goosebumps because that's yeah. exactly how you feel yeah. when a team that hasn't qualified in in almost a hundred years is close to being well thirty able to years qual- thirty years well it feels like a hundred years it feels like a hundred yeah. well let me paint you a scenario here Josh yeah paint it today could be the day that Canada qualifies for their second ever World Cup finals. Mm-hmm. Today could be the day. They need a combination of things to happen. Yeah. So they need to obviously win the game tonight against El Salvador, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, they need Costa Rica to drop points versus Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if it's a tie or a loss? Mm-hmm. Okay. Continue. Number three, they need Honduras to beat the U.S., it's possible. And then they need Mexico to beat Panama. That so, is that is the last one is likely. Mexico will probably beat Panama. So Honduras beating US and we win tonight, then there's a good chance that we're in. Honduras beating the US is probably the, the least likely of that combination of things to Honduras happen. Honduras is, is not very good. <laughs> it's not unfortunate. But they, they I could. mean, they could. They could do it. Team US is, I mean, they're going to come out guns blazing, obviously. Um coming off of that loss against Canada. But I don't know. It could happen. Maybe not tonight, but it's going to happen. Well, we'll be talking about it next week if it happens tonight. So Absolutely. Um, let's go more uh, more city football. Let's go TFC. TFC adding uh, Salcedo coming from Tigres in Mexico. Um, they obviously, they it was kind of a switch. It wasn't like necessarily like a a transfer per se but it was a it was a one-for-one switch of a contract so we got Salcedo from Tigres and we sent over Jefferson Soteldo so very similar names those just very similar very similar you know to to someone that's very hammered at a game they wouldn't they wouldn't notice you could switch them one for one and be (laughs) like 
hey, oh, that's that guy that's been here for two seasons. There's that S guy that's, yeah. that plays defense on our team. Um, but Soteldo, uh, he basically, he had kind of a weird tenure at, at TFC. He expressed emotions pretty much that he didn't want to be here. He wasn't happy here. He's only, I think, 24 years old, 23 maybe. Um, but he he wasn't having a good time in Toronto. He wasn't um, obviously when he was playing here. We weren't having necessarily a winning season. Um, it was kind of a rebuild year, and he he I guess he didn't want that in his prime. So uh, he left. He's now playing for Tigers Tigris, and uh, we got Salcedo, uh, which is what TFC needed. He's a center back. We needed a center back. Um, we were adding all the right players and all the right other spots, but we needed. Someone to stand alongside Chris Mavinga in the center back and be our shutdown defender. And he, Salcedo is known. He's played in World Cups. He's played for Mexico. Um, he's played in big games. He's played in club World Cups against Bayern Munich. He's, he's a world-class player. He's a world-class defender. Yeah, Salcedo's Sol- not a pushover either. You know, he, he was playing well last year for TFC. But you know the TFC gave up sixty six goals last year. Yeah, they have to they have to play better on their back line. They need to show up their defense, and this will help them do that. For years, we've been like that's even when we won in twenty seventeen. Like yeah. we were in need of center backs. Like we have Michael Bradley, who's you know the central defensive midfielder, um, but he can only do so much. Like if if you know attackers get past michael bradley we we didn't have much going on like we have chris mavinga who's a great defender um but other than that what zavaleta like nick Haglin, like that's these are not players like that are gonna stop goals so salcedo is uh i i feel good about this ad i i feel good i'm i'm oh my god i'm excited for this tfc season we're they're in preseason right now so they're practicing in la um which is weird because they're not offering streams of these of some of these games of the preseason. So like they'll they'll advertise them on their Instagram and on their Twitter, but then there's no stream for them. So people are the fans are kind of getting upset about that. But I'm excited for the season. And you know another reason why I'm excited for this season, Neil? Why is that? Because guess who's training with TFC in LA right now? My boy. Mr. Sebastian Jovinko. When I saw the picture, because there was no announcement of this. There was rumors. There's been rumors, yeah, for for a long time now, pretty much ever since he left. But um, there's, I don't know, just like he left on kind of a bad note because he wanted a little bit more money. But they, we weren't willing to give him that money at the time because he was kind of falling off uh, out out of his prime. But there was, again, like I said, there was no announcement this time around from TFC. We had to learn about this from reporters that saw Jovinko practicing with the team in LA. There was no announcement because obviously he doesn't have a contract with TFC yet. He's practicing with them, which which does happen. Um, It's more um, common in, you know, European football that, you know, players that have played in the team before will practice with them in the preseason will practice with them you know throughout their training camp um and sometimes they'll even be put on the training camp roster and so when we saw that Jovinka was on the training camp roster I started freaking out because I was like oh my god they're gonna sign him 
he's 35 now. Um, it, it all, you know, obviously it, it, he's not the same player he was. He's not. And at this stage right now, yeah, both sides might want a reunion, but it has to make sense. So Giovinco really just needs to prove himself. Um, he needs to prove to Bob Bradley, the head coach that he can still, you know, offer high level, um, play to this team like he once did. Um, and hopefully, you know, he gets a chance to do that in a game soon for TFC. Well, he said that he wants to retire. Like he's come out and said recently in the recent weeks that he wants to retire as a Toronto FC player. He wants to do it the right way, which means he's, he's willing to take less money. And that's, that's been the storyline is that we're trying to work out a contract and Jovinko is willing to take less money. He wants to play for TFC. Obviously, you see how happy he is in those pictures from training camp. So he wants to play for TFC. So I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm cracking out the old Giovinco jersey, and I'm feeling good about this. Uh, some news from the NFL this morning. Um, lots of news from the NFL, obviously. But um, the Washington football team have unveiled their new team name and jerseys. Kind of... Um, I mean, I don't know if you saw the the drone camera footage from like this is how the team name was revealed. The drone camera zoomed in on the stadium and saw the name, the Washington Guardians or Commanders. Sorry, <laughs> there's too many new names, Neil. Cleveland you just, Guardians. You said you said that with so much like conviction. I really did. I the really Guardians. Did. Because Guardians is such a better name. Cleveland Guardians is the new team name of the Cleveland baseball team. It is not the Washington football oh, team's name. Oh, man. Could you imagine? That was, that was fully... What if we just left that? What if we just, we just left that soundbite and just continued talking? People oh, would be man. like, wow. Shoot, that was a Steve lost. Harvey moment at the, at the beauty pageant, you know? <laughs> I have Saying made a mistake. <laughs> Oh, anywho, uh, yeah, they are the Washington. You realize that, we're, that that is going to be the highlight of our <laughs> our show <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I the Washington that. Guardians. The Washington Guardians. The Washington Commanders. The Commanders um, is it's a name. I hate the name. I hate it. I hate it too. I like the football team. You know, there is so much. So much mystere. Like, you don't really know who they are, but you know what they are because it says we're the football team from Washington. Yeah, the Commanders. But I guess they had to get a name eventually, right? Like, what do you chant at the Commanders games? Let's go Commies? No, you can't. Let's go Manders? Let's go Durs? What do you say? Let's go Commanders. Let's No one chanted games that, that way. Do they? Yeah. I don't Let's know. Let's go. I'm sure they have a Let's plan go Giants. Let's go Bengals. It rolls off the tongue, you know? Let's know. go Commanders. Let's. It just doesn't. I guess well, Guardians doesn't really work either, but well, it's neither here nor there. Uh, also, the jerseys. Yeah. Did you see the jerseys? Everything about it. It's going to take some time to get used to. Um, people are still going to know this team as the Redskins. They're still going to wear the Redskins jerseys to the games. Um, let's be real here. The city of Washington isn't high class. 
you know they're they're not high class they're really not they're not yeah. they're trash uh, the jerseys are yeah, trash this is too. this is a, a anti-washington podcast if you haven't realized that by now yeah oh yeah everything about washington everything about <laughs> most cities this is an anti anti-city podcast um but let's move on to the raptors before we talk some football the raptors playing well they're playing well they beat miami which is the first place team in the east by the way they beat them twice are they the first place team well they were before they lost to the raptors twice uh the miami has also played three games in the past four days so they're kind of exhausted but um did you watch that triple overtime on saturday ridiculous it was it, such a fun like game. the players played they all needed oxygen masks after yeah. they had oxygen tanks they played between 50 and 60 minutes they're all all starting players did mm-hmm. that's a recurring trend nick nurse is just running his players into the ground he's basically telling front office i'm going to play the players that know how to play properly that and play well win. Yeah. and know how to win and it's working yeah it's working but yeah, that's he's running overtime. he's running his players into the ground which is fine the players don't mind they they're just tired but i mean get your the players want that like that's what like gary trent jr is on a run right now mm-hmm. like he's playing the best basketball of his career right now so the raptors are now sitting on the eighth the eighth spot in the eastern conference at 26 and 23 so they're over 500 mm-hmm. three games over 500 they're mm-hmm. playing well the, the entire Eastern Conference isn't what it used to be. The Eastern Conference used to be laughed at. Um, it never used to be competitive. Uh, I'll tell you right now, they're playing better than the Western Conference. If you look oh, in the yeah. West, oh, yeah. the eighth seed is 26 and 27, a game under 500. Who's the eighth seed in the West? The eighth seed in the West is the Clippers. The ninth seed is the Lakers. The ninth seed is the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Lakers are three games under 500. The thing is, in the East, you have the Celtics who are in the ninth spot at 27 and 25. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Hawks who are 24 and 26 at number 10. So weird. I mean, like the Hawks are a good team too. I know. Like even look at this year from last year. Like the Celtics and the Hawks were in like the top six. The Raptors are huge surprises here, but I'll tell you who is a bigger surprise is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. With all the injuries they've sustained, Rubio, Sexton, they have like no guards left on there. Just Garland, right? That's all I can think of. Well, they went and got Rondo. I'm, well, have you really seen Rondo play? No. I'm really surprised that the Cavs haven't offered anything for Goran Dragic from the Raptors. Dragic is only two years removed from averaging like 19 and a half points a game, six assists, taking the Miami Heat team to the finals against LeBron. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, two seasons ago, and now he's not even playing. He's showing up to Miami Heat games instead. It's because he doesn't want to play for the Raptors. Wants to play for the Heat. Apparently. He can apologize all he wants for making those comments that he he has higher hopes than the Raptors, but he still said it. He it's, believes it. It was still on his mind. So I mean, like it's it's there. It's out in the world, and he obviously doesn't want to play for the Raptors, and that's fine because. We don't need him. I'm interested to see what we're going to get for him because he's under contract with the Raptors. So in order to ship him out, we need to ship something in. So I'm excited to see what we get. 
I don't think it'll be much, but I'm excited to see nonetheless. Uh, do you want to move into some football? Let's talk about uh, the Super Bowl coming up in two weeks. Yeah, we have the Pro Bowl coming up this weekend, but uh, the following weekend is... What, you're not going to be one of the 10 people that watches the Pro Bowl? I don't understand why we have a Pro Bowl. I understand it's like an all-star game, but why now? Why put it at the end of the season? Yeah. Why not make it... Why not make the players play for something in the regular season like they do in the MLB? Like they... I don't, I don't know. Nobody watches the Pro Bowl. It's... No, it's it's a joke. It's not anything. Like, no one cares. The players don't even care. Josh Allen, you're seeing him bow out of it because mm-hmm. he doesn't care about it. Yeah. It's... Uh, the Pro Bowl is this weekend, but the Super Bowl is the weekend after. So, February 13th. Yeah. Which we'll obviously talk about more next week. But... Um, yeah, the championship weekend that happened this past weekend. Um, what were your what's your biggest surprise? Obviously, the Bengals winning mm-hmm. is is huge. Uh, very surprising. I never thought they'd get past the first round, much less make it to the Super Bowl. And here we are. They're believing in themselves. Their kicker is one of the best kickers in the league already, in McPherson. And he's got. He's got ice in his veins. Yeah. Gosh, he is ice in his veins. And he's talking a whole lot of smack, and he's backing it up. So good for him. Joe Burrow's playing well enough to win games. Um, still has a lot of room for development, but it doesn't matter because his team's in the Super Bowl. Joe Mixon's playing well, too. I think he's hurt. I don't think he's 100%, but he's playing well. Yeah. He's he's capable. You know, he's a, he's a top running back in the league, and hurt or not, he's going to make an impact. Um, I saw a funny uh, tweet earlier this morning on the way over here that said Joe Burrow has won more playoff games in the last 15 I days than the Dallas Cowboys have in the past six years with Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Just any shot we can take against the Cowboys, we're going to take. So good. Absolutely. Did you see the picture of uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow's dad celebrating the win with their cigars? That's their thing now. The cigar game is their thing. Yeah. Since Joe Burrow did it at LSU, that's his thing in the playoffs. You can't do it after any any random regular season win. It's a playoff thing. It's a playoff thing. Yeah. And they look good. They they beat the team that was favored to win the Super Bowl. So they they're playing well. They're now in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow is in the Super Bowl playing against Matt Stafford. Um, which was less of an upset, less yeah. of a surprise. Matt Stafford beating. The I didn't. Know, I wasn't surprised. The game it was surprising up until the fourth quarter, but they turned it on the fourth quarter and they won the game. Yeah, the, the scoreline, you know, with the with the Rams down as much as they were in the actual game, it was surprising. But mm-hmm. you knew that they were gonna McVay was gonna come out and pull off something, and he did. So so next week, I have an idea for us. What we're gonna do. Is a Super Bowl draft mm-hmm. like we did last like year? Like we did last year, yeah. I'm cool with that. Fantasy draft live on the show, um, where we pick players from the actual Super Bowl that are playing in the Super Bowl. From the actual Super Bowl. But before we get into players, who do you think your early prediction? Who do you think is going to win this game and by how many points? I like that I'm going first here, so I'm not just piggybacking off of what you're what you're. Well, saying. you can pick the same team. You just how many points? I feel like we are going to pick the same team, um, but I'm going to pick the Rams. Um, but I, I, 
I kind of want the Bengals to win. I know this is not going to be your Bengals. answer. No, but I want the Rams. I I want Odell Beckham to get a Super Bowl ring. That's why I want the Rams to win. I am still an Odell Beckham stan. I I love Odell Beckham. I think he was treated like shit in New York. I think he was treated like shit in Cleveland. And he's finally doing well. He's fine. Like he he was doing well in New York, but he never had the playoff success. And he's having playoff success. And he's getting the bonuses in his contract because that was that was one of the stipulations in his contract was that he had to get he had to you know win he had to contribute enough in these playoff games for them to win. And now that they are winning, he's he's getting like the seven fifty k bonuses. He's he's doing well for himself, and I'm happy for him. I'm really happy for him. So I want the Rams to win, but there's a little part of me that wants the upset of the Bengals winning. A little part. But I mostly want the Rams to win. And I think the Rams are going to win 35-21. High scoring game. Yes. 35-21. It's interesting. So no field goals by by the Bengals, eh? I don't think there's going to be many field goals in this game period. Although... Being played in L.A., so L.A. is playing on their home turf. Mm-hmm. It's going to be loud. It's going to be loud. Um, I think L.A. wins this game. I think it's going to be 29-26. It's going to be some random scoreline like that. You, you know, 29-26. I think it's going to be a close game. Okay. I think both teams can put up points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't – the reason I see the Rams coming out on top of this game um, is I, I just don't see – how Cincinnati can stop Aaron Donald. I just don't see that. Their offensive he line is always not. their offensive line is trash. You saw it in the game against Tennessee where they gave up nine sacks. Mm-hmm. They're now against Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald. And Aaron Donald wants a Super Bowl. He's hungry. He doesn't have one yet, yeah. He doesn't have one yet. It's true. Aaron Donald is the best player in the game in any position. Was he not period. on the Rams when they last won? No. He's only been in the league for like what, like five or six years. But like the Rams, I think because of that reason and because of the fact that the Bengals defense isn't in the top half of the league, I think you know there's an opportunity there for the Rams to put up points. Cam Akers is going to be a factor in this game. Mm-hmm. I think Cam Akers scores a touchdown. That um, K-Maker story. I love that K-Maker Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. The, the fact that he's made it all the way back and making an impact and Sean McVay is giving him 20-plus touches a game mm-hmm. says a lot. Yeah. Says he's going to be a stud next year in fantasy drafts. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're both on the Rams. I think they win by three, um, albeit whether it be on a last-minute field goal or not. You know, Mac Gay might come into play here. But, yeah. We're both on the Rams. We'll see how they do in two weeks. But uh, next week, we'll have uh, a fantasy draft. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that halftime show that's going to oh yeah, fucking blow the non-existent roof off that place. All right, well, thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 